Hey, it's BT Patels from a Gemini. My guest today, I'm going back to my passion, which is stand-up comedy. I got stand-up comic Damon Sumner from Atlanta. And this is just a great conversation with a great dude. You're gonna, you can't help but love the guy. He can play his own father and kid in a sitcom. I give him the idea. He's got to go with it. And he's got an OnlyFans. I only want to go there with it. Let, I'll let him explain it. Anyway, enjoy my buddy Damon Sumner and the last you're going to get from this episode. Enjoy. All right, here we go. Hey, you got a timer? Okay, got that. Okay. Oh, shit. You know who I like talking to. You know, I, I love my racers, my racer family. But you know what I am deep down inside? I am a motherfucking And I got my man on tail from a Gemini. I got my, listen, I was telling him before the show, you know, sometimes I'm so disappointed in comics because I'll have them on and they're just like, you know, they're, hey man, and I go, what the fuck, you're a comic. Not this guy. I was researching him and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of disturbed to know you had OnlyFans. I didn't even look, I didn't even go through that. I didn't even want to. I was like, the <laughs> fuck are you doing? OnlyFans? What, what dude has an OnlyFans? And I was like, I don't even want to see it. I don't want to know what it is, but I got to know what, what is your OnlyFans? What do you do there? Oh, it's just it's just nips and uh, toes, baby. Just nips and toes out here in the streets. Okay, you know what? I don't even want to hear about nips and toes coming from here. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's all comedy. It's all stand up. <laughs> nips and toes. Nips and toes. That's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Getting people what they want. <laughs> you know what? Looking at you now, you look like you look like that member from a new edition that didn't make the group. That's what you look like. Yeah. You, like you yeah. made the last cut and they go, ah, oh, we got to let you go. Damon. Ah, we go, gotta oh. let you go. I had a, a sad walk home. I got yeah. a bologna sandwich and went to my room. You put out two solo albums and they never quite caught on. Never, you know, Never quite. Never had one music video for two albums. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> you go, I'm going to try this comedy out, you know, and now you're doing okay, though. You're doing okay. Every night you're you see Ralph. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, man. No, man. I tell you, I tell people all the time, I work with you. And it was on a Carnival cruise ship uh, on the West Coast. Up, West Coast. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, I've heard this dude before. And I was watching you. And I go, man, you can't help but like you. You're the kind mm -hmm. of dude, if you were Jehovah's Witness, you would invite you inside the house and go, okay, well, what are we going to talk about? That's, 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 that's the kind of persona you bring to the table. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, if somebody invite me in for some pie, I feel like I'm doing <laughs> my job. You understand that here? I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. It's always been dope to see you kind of out here, man. And I'll tell you this. I was telling... Uh, uh, I'm sure you know Spike Davis. Uh, oh, that's sure my dude. Show right here, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. And we was talking about comics, and I was getting situated. He was like, yo, man, you got to work with BT. And I was like, oh, and we finally got a chance to work together. And from the first show, I was like, oh, this man got too much. He, got, he doing too much. I can't <laughs> go out. I'm after him. I, oh, I'm not going to go after him. I put me at the 3.30 all day. Uh, so I'm a fan. It's Team BT over here, my man. Oh, man. No, thank you. I mean, seriously, thank you. But, man, you know what? You just have good energy. And that's you're the kind of dude that you can't help but gravitate to. I tell people all the time, and it, and it goes with me, too. I go, if I'm not funny, my enthusiasm, which is not fake. You can't fake what we do. Right. Because people read through it. Your enthusiasm makes people stay. Because they go, okay, mm. you know what? Even if he's not funny now, he's going to find something that's funny. Or just the fact that he's loving what he's doing, he's going to find mm. something. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when being at a strip club one time, and this waitress was talking about her friends knew it. Do, uh, her friends knew this waitress who loved to give head, right? But she was terrible at it. But mm. you know, but you don't stop her. You encourage it. You, you encourage know, that. One day she's gonna be like the Bill Belichick of it, cause you, cause she has enthusiasm, and you That's don't dull, you don't dull that enthusiasm. It's about the passion. You don't dwindle passion. You understand? Dude, you took the words right out of my mouth, bro. No pun intended. No pun intended, bro. No pun intended. It says it says on your website you are a lover of cheesecake. What's your favorite cheesecake, bro? 
Oh man, it's got to be a chilled New York style cheesecake. I'm a simple man. You understand? I, I like all of the options. I'm an eclectic fella. But if I'm choosing one, it's got to be chilled, right? The crust has to be strong. I need to be able to put a fork in that thing. You understand, man? A little drizzle on the plate. New York style cheesecake, strawberry every time. Oh my God. I, man, I can't eat that shit, man. Not anymore. What are you but... talking about? What are you... Listen, okay. don't you say anything about your tummy. Don't you bring up your stomach being weak. Is that what you're about to say? Yes. Yes. Best yeah, me. man, I'm, I'm I'm taking probiotics. I'm taking liver cleanse, man. I'm I'm. It's basically I'm on like I'm on lockdown. I'm I'm on house arrest basically. I'm doing all these cleanses. I have to, bro. I can't eat like listen, that no more. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought this up. Right, let, me, let me let me get thirty seconds to tell you this. I'm gonna encourage you right now out here. Okay. Tell me, tell me. Don't believe the lies. Okay. Your stomach is stronger than you believe it to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. You have to go to the restroom three more times. But that cheesecake, that chest pie was worth it. Don't give up the milkshakes, BT, for a tough time on the toilet. That's all I want to encourage you. All I want to encourage you to do. Let me tell you something, man. Look, my my weakness is cupcakes. Bro, I haven't had a cupcake. I literally haven't had a cupcake in about maybe three, four years. And and, uh, Sunday, I was driving. I was trying to find a movie to go to. And I saw Flying Cupcake. and, Mm -hmm. And so I stopped the car. I call my daddy. I go, Daddy, I'm thinking about eating this cupcake. And he, and he just started laughing. He go, boy, just eat the cupcake. And I go, no, I can't. And he, he was like, he was like, <laughs> like Ike from <laughs> Ike and Tina. He go, boy, eat the cupcake. Eat the cupcake. Eat the cupcake. Eat cupcake. I did a U-turn, <laughs> came back. I tore that cupcake up. But you know what? For some reason, I feel like if you eat, like a, take a bite, drive somewhere at a stop sign, take a bite, and then drive around a little bit, keep, leap in the car, come back, take another bite, you won't gain as much weight, I feel, if you don't eat it in one setting. Is that what you worry about? You worry about your physique? Live life. Stop this no. nonsense. Okay. Listen, I will take two days of diarrhea over a cookie and cream milkshake. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm living in the present. I'm living in right now. I'm not gonna do it. This tummy has been through chicken nuggets, free lunch epidemic, the crack cocaine, baby formula pandemic. We've made it through a lot. You hear me? I'm drinking my milkshake, BT. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's it. I'm just gonna be honest. I can't. I said, are you lactose intolerant? I said, I don't believe. I don't subscribe. To your notions, I don't. I don't believe in that. <laughs> hey, hey, okay, okay. So on the real, here's what I, I carry. I carry Tums as my travel pouch. I carry Tums lotion. I don't want to be ashy and get roasted on stage be, by somebody black. And and Vaseline for my face, whatever. So, do you carry Tums or Pepto Bismol? I don't carry any of it. I have. I'm, I'm just gonna send emails on the toilet. I'm not. I'm a free man. I live to no bondage. You understand me? I have, it's just a Western frontier out here. It's like. Okay. Now what I do do, if there's anything I do do is I have a timeline of when I can have it. Right. I try to, if I, if the, if the stars are out, I don't, I don't really mess with it. I got to have it with the sun. If I have it with the sun, then it's good. If you have a milkshake with the moon is out, then that's on you. That's not wisdom. You understand? You got to be wise if you're going to live on the edge. That's all I'm saying. So you eat, do you eat everything? Everything. No, so you're not, so there's, there's nothing you to go, I'm not eating that. I mean, like, as far as you're not vegan or vegetarian or you just. Oh, no, we're getting it in, brother. I need you to be dead and bloody. That's what I need in my life right here. <laughs> you can keep that grass. That's what, that, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm vegetarian. I'm borderline vegan. Borderline vegan. Borderline. You, look, you look too good to be borderline vegan, man. Well, that's, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm borderline vegan, because I don't eat meat anymore. See, there you oh, go. Okay. I, I respect I get, that. I respect I, that. I get my rest. I do my cleanse. I drink my water. Yeah. What? Yeah. Bro, that's why I look like huh. I do. That's why I look like I do. You know, I told you know I told my producer. I said you look like a Kevin Hart before picture before you start working out. You look like a Kevin Hart before picture. I'll take that. I'll take Kevin Hart before money. So <laughs> we ain't got to. You know, listen, we all winning. You understand? We all winning. Dude, you give, could uh, be. 
You could be a stunt double. I mean it, because you you have that energy watching you. Like I said, it's nothing but positivity, and you have that Kevin Hart energy because you're quick, you're funny, like pow pow, and you get out of the joke. Bam bam, you get out, mm. and it's beautiful when you get out of the joke, go to something else. Like you hardly like in boxing terms, you hardly ever get caught. You come mm. in, pow pow pow, you're funny, you get out of it. I mean. I was watching all your clips online, whatever. You never really get any trouble. Like you're like you're like the Floyd Mayweather. You throw a couple mm. jabs, bam. You connect. You come out of it like boom. Give him the shoulder roll. Another uh-huh. joke, boom. And I connected when you said you're afraid of the dark. I was like, this is why this is my man right here. <laughs> well, one, I appreciate the words I hear. Two, everybody's afraid of the dark. I don't know what we just gotta let these lives go as people. We all should be afraid of the dark. Hands down. Hands down. Dude, I had girls I've dated. I made them get fucking night lights and plug them in. Like, like even if, even if I'm spending the night or whatever, it's a, I just hit. It's been a night. She had to either turn the bathroom light on with the door open, but something. But I'm not sleeping in pitch black. Pitch black? No. Yeah. Nobody, nobody on this earth. I truly believe if it was total darkness, let alone on the ocean, just on land in total dark. Like you can't you. look left or right and see anything. No, we're all afraid. We're all afraid. That's why, honestly, that's why I was I was surprised I was able to uh, acclimate myself to the ships because, man, mm. to me, being in the middle of the ocean, I thought, am I going to freak out? And mm. then seeing all that water with no land, right? I I I I don't even look. I'm gonna be honest with you. I when I when it's nighttime, if I decide to go to the top of the ship, which I rarely do at night, I walk in the middle and I never look left or right. I only walk. Yeah. If I go to deck thirteen. I walk in the middle of that bad boy, deck 12, whatever. I never look left and right because it's just water and darkness. Nah, nah, nah. There's a Loxy monster under there, bro. I don't go down there. You just stuff down there. We don't need to find ever. I do not do it. It is a, you know what it is to me? It's so humbling. It's so yes. humbling. You know what I'm saying? It puts, it continues to fight to keep us in perspective. I'll speak for myself. Me in perspective of my life, my stress, my stresses, my frustrations. Like, oh, okay, I'm just a small nothingness in the midst of this vast we just one planet in the midst of all of this i fall off this ship bro they ain't gonna find me they ain't gonna never find me if i fall off a ship at 10 p.m i'm in all black shirt i got black no they ain't gonna find me i'm done no they ain't gonna look in fact they ain't gonna find they ain't gonna look they're gonna hey Hey, bt we we gonna need bt to do three more shows (laughs) hey hey, hey, something fell off well he just fell off okay bt listen can you do three tonight and then we'll uh we'll call a set and then we'll We'll get you that extra, <laughs> that extra bonus and you be good. What about Damon? You be good. <laughs> what, about what about Damon? Damon? He caught hey. another ship. He caught another <laughs> ship on. He wasn't feeling good. He had some ice cream at midnight and then it messed him over. <laughs> He's in the upper room right now. <laughs> hey, I will say this though, man. If it's a full moon, I ain't going to lie. It's beautiful, bro. I mean, a full moon and, and it's a docile sea. But I tell yeah. you what, that's when you go, okay, this is cool. But here's what you don't ever want to do. And I did it back in November. I did the crossing. I went from Portugal to Tampa. I left on the 3rd and got to Tampa on the 11th. Bro, all sea days, you cross the Atlantic in November. In November. No, no, no. What was your, what? No, what? Oh, my. Dude, you have no idea. It's, it's, it's hell, man. That is hell. Yeah. That. Yeah, and I just saw an email pop up about April cross, and I said, nope, don't even delete email. Nope. Oh, from, from, <laughs> delete from yesterday, email. from yesterday, right? The, you go to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you fly yeah, to a, yeah. you fly into Spain. Yeah. No, I'm out. Yeah. I'm yeah. out on that. I, I, I'll give you, I'll give you two C days after that. 
I'm gonna need to put my my foot on something, on something. You hear me? Something's getting stepped on. <laughs> hey man, how old are you, by the way? How old are you, man? I'm 37, bro. 37 out here. You don't look a day over 23. Honestly, oh, I was looking at you. I was looking at you like you could be on Nickelodeon and have a show called <laughs> Me and Me, and it'd be you, and it'd be like one of those. Like it, it's in the now. Like you are your own dad. You're a sure. kid that, go, that goes to school. Yeah. But you're also your own dad. I don't know how they would do it, but it'd be one of them like kind of clone, kind of new, kind of new wave, kind of sitcoms. It'd be you know edgy for Nickelodeon. You'd be your own dad, and you put yourself I, to bed. Yeah, I know it sounds weird, but that's what it'd be. You'd be a school I, teacher. You could do that shit. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling that's you. That's funny. Is this what you do? You bring people on the show just to butter them up? Is this what's happening right now? I feel like you're going to drop the hammer and get uh, angry at me. Why you're too kind. I, you're too kind. Why would I drop the hammer on you, bro? I mean, we got to stick together, bro. I mean, we seriously. You are, but no, it's true. You watch you. You have you go to your website, by the way, and it the pictures are immaculate. They they capture you. They got that great smile. You got that yeah. cute little awe. You want to like like do your cheeks like this? I mean, you are you are literally Nickelodeon. Uh, you're a Nickelodeon wet dream, bro. Oh my god, I'll take that. I'll be, I'll be that. I'll come home from school and I'll be upset that the room is messed up, but it's my room because I'm the dad of the house. It's a both yeah. end. I see little CGI in there. I understand. We never see us both in the same scene at the same time. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm with you. Dude. You should write that shit because, like I said, man, you see you on stage, you can't help but like you. You can't help. But, I mean, they, they ain't going to, like, Cam Newton you like they did yesterday to Cam. Ah, they ooh, gonna, can't they, do that to me. Yeah, they can. Well, I, well, I'll tell you right now, shout out to Cam Warren for the self-control. But, two, I don't fight. So, I don't fight. I've never been in a fight. That's one never. important thing to know. Never been in a fight, okay? Two, I also don't believe in the, the principles that fighting only includes fists. I actually don't. I think that's a scam. If I ever got in a fight... I'm never going to use my fist. I've got, I'm going to use this stove top over here. I might pull a hammer out. Um, somebody's going to hit with a wheelbarrow like this is a 1989's arcade game. But I'm not going to come to a fight at five, five and a half, 200 pounds, just with my 10 fingers balled up. I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's Wait. leaving bloody. I'm telling you right now. Well, you and I'll do whatever five. it takes. I'm punching, I'm punching nipples. I'm kicking balls. I'm do, I have no problem with all of that. You're five, five, 200? That's not, let's not, let's not focus on numbers. What I'm saying is the principle, what I'm saying is the mentality of fighting, all right, is broken. We got to be free, okay? We use weapons here. WWF 1999. Uh, it's fighting with my fist. Do I look like just doing this? Knuckle up. This ain't the Wild Wild West. No, brother. I'm going to get this tire iron out my CVR and we're going to have a good time. That's You better walk away from me. Hey, man, you, you know me. what? It's always best just to walk away. It ain't worth it because you don't know. It what ain't these, worth it. You don't know what they have. You don't know what to. You know what? I let them talk all they talk, and I, I mean, yep. it takes a lot. It would take a lot for me to turn around and go, "Okay, it's on." You yeah. would have to. It, it, you it, it, a lot because I, I mean, it's a not lot. worth it. You know what I mean? A lot. But you, 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 know, you would have to be physically harming me or my loved ones, physically no. harming them. No, physically, my loved ones physically, because me, I mean, I'll, I'll just stop. Like, man, what are you doing? I would stop you right there. But if loved ones, then it's like, okay, then it's got to yeah, be on. Now other I got to. Yeah. Other I got to defend yeah. my honor. But, hey, you ever, yeah, okay, you ever go to the gym? And Okay, mm -hmm. now the, the, the new thing now is work husbands or work wives or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you ever go to the gym and get a gym crush? Uh, I'm an easy crusher guy. I'm an easy, I can fall in a crush quick. But you, you ever have a crush at the gym? Oh, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. You see, him, you see him every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
They come and in at the same time. Whenever you go, and yeah. all of a sudden you get that one talk, like, "Hey, on that one exercise," and she's like, "Yeah," and you go, hey, "Here we go." You know what I mean? Here we go. Let me get that, out of here. I gotta find a whole new gym. <laughs> Dude, that happened. To, that happened today, bro. That happened today. As a new girl, <laughs> I, I never seen it before, and I started doing this this kind of plank. It's called the Copenhagen uh -huh. plank. Uh -huh. So, I, so I talked to her, and she was doing a a, a wall squat, a wall sit, mm. and we got mm. to talking. And I'm and all I've been doing is thinking about her this whole time. Like I should be writing questions. I should be writing questions for you. All I was doing is thinking about her. Like I got a gym, I, I got a gym crush now. You know? Got a gym crush. I wonder what time she gonna go. I need to just maybe go to the gym all day to figure out her schedule, and then I'll change my schedule according to her schedule. You understand? <laughs> Crushing is funny, man, because it can be one side, or because it always stays in the crush space. You'll never knew if there was a spark there, if somebody doesn't take, you know, the leap of faith. But crushing, you can crush. I, I grew up crushing. Like I, you know, my wife is my only girlfriend. So I grew up a crush master. You understand? Really? Me? She was your only girlfriend? Yeah. Only girlfriend. Oh, well, when did y'all meet? When did y'all meet? When did y'all meet? We met freshman year of high school. We started dating senior year of high school. What took you so long? We ran in different circles. Right. And so for clarity, uh, we had one conversation freshman year. We never talked again for the next three years. And then senior year, uh, a friend says, yo, you know what I'm saying? Katoya, she's digging you. I lost a little weight, cut my braids off, had a little oh, fade. You oh, know what I'm saying? Shit. I changed up, you know what I'm saying? Senior year. I wasn't playing around. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I gave her a number and kind of boom, boom, boom. But yeah, it, it's really, really wild to think we were in the same school for four years and only had like one conversation. Dude, that's beautiful, man. Because I yeah. saw y'all, uh, y'all had pictures together earlier on. And I was <laughs> like, I mean, it was just beautiful. You could tell it was like that pure kind of, it was beautiful, man. I mean, I it. it was that, like, you know, you get kind of jaded. At least I'm kind of a little bit jaded. But I saw sure, that, sure. I go, that's beautiful, man. I mean, oh, so, man, so she you, was man. always supportive of what you've been always. doing. Day one, always. You know, we push each other. We encourage each other to chase dreams, live out ambitions. So, yeah, we always been uh, A1, day one for each other. What, what, what does she do? What does she do? <laughs> Uh, she's a fitness instructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a she's, wait. She's a fitness instructor. Yeah. And you're five five two hundred. Listen again. We're getting caught up on the small things. What matters is that love is real. You understand? That's what we need to talk about. Real love. Okay. <laughs> I say numbers one time, and he gonna run this call back for thirty minutes. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, be, you do a little crowd work at minute two and then it's just every six minutes pow 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 so you said you ain't never had no okay you ain't never okay all right I had to go man you're the only one I could do this too man all the other comics be like what man what, what are you trying to say and, you know and they take the headphones off and it's out of here I knew I, I, I knew I could poke fun at you but, but, but I think that's beautiful though man I'm not really I think it's beautiful and the fact that y'all support each other's dreams that's what's up because people don't realize like it, it, when you do this, especially if, if you do this before you meet somebody, and then mm. you meet somebody, and let's just mm. say, you know how comedy is, he has ups and webs and flows, and oh, if, you, yeah. if, you, if you meet the wrong woman while you're down on comedy, mm. and you find love, and she goes, and she goes, and you start thinking, you know what, what am I doing, man? What I, I should just go ahead and get a real job, whatever, mm -hmm. and then you realize when it, it starts on an upswing, and then all your partners start landing they maybe TV shit, and you start realizing, I should get back in. And she goes, no, you have to mm -hmm. do this. You got to get a real job. And you go, oh, yeah. this is the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's, that was a huge aspect for us early on. And even probably more so now as we've kind of, you know, grown as adults and professionals, whatever the case may be. But that's one of the things that, I don't know, love or not, even platonic, friendship, family, when you have people who are down with you for the highs, the lows, the ins, the outs, like, you can't beat that. You know, this, this life, these days aren't promised. 
you know, et cetera, et cetera. So when you've got people who are willing to ride with you, you know what I'm saying, and the in-betweens along the journey, because yes. it's never really an end point, right? It's never really, uh, in, it's just like accomplish, on to the next. Get it accomplished, on to the next. So if you've got people in your life, in your circle, man, who ride with you for whatever and vice versa, you pushing them and they pushing you, I think it's the best. I think it's absolutely the best. Now, when did you, when you first get on stage? Was it like in high school? Was it in college? When did you first get on stage? No, man, it was, uh, so I didn't really, I didn't really know stand-up comedy until after college. Um, really? Why is that? Why yeah. is that? You know, I think a lot of times when I hear comics, I don't know if this is, you, you hear, like, they'll bring up, like, it was, like, around them. Like, my dad used to listen to Cosby. My mom used to, you know, watch Carlin. My, you know, my folks used to stay up and do, watch SNL. I didn't have any. I grew up in a very Christian home, and my mom was like, you ain't bringing none of that Kings of Comedy cussing in my house. And so, you know, we didn't really have cable in the 90s. So no comic view, no Def Jam. So, you know, I'm the oldest of three boys, single mom. So we were always funny. We we're always, you know, making fun, you know, just living life and laughing. So I always love to make people laugh. But as far yes. as the art form around stand-up comedy, yeah. oh, yeah, it wasn't until I got to college and afterwards why I even kind of got exposed to it, really. And then, long story short, <clears throat> I'm cutting up with a friend and uh, a stranger. I don't even remember who he is. He's like, yo, man, y'all funny. You ever thought about doing stand-up? And until that moment, bro, being honest, until that moment, it had never come across my universe to even consider thinking about stand-up comedy. But we go, we sign up for a mic, October 27, 2010. And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, the rest is history. We didn't look back. It was like, oh, yeah, this is what we need to do. How'd, how'd your first set go? How'd your first, were you nervous? The first set you? was fine, but I was very nervous. We're not going to lie. But the first set was fine because I had a lot of supporters there, friends, family. You know, it was a big whoop to do. And then I bombed for the next six months. Uh, and then... <laughs> why and then we, you why'd, know, you, why'd you bomb for the next six months? What happened? Yeah, yeah well, all the support was gone. Uh, and then also, <laughs> you know, you're trying to figure out a new world, right? You're trying to figure out a new space. What's a joke? How to how to write a joke? Print yes. Act out. Like, you're just trying to figure out this whole new world, literally. This whole new... Like, put almost on, on a new body. You got to figure out your arms and your limbs and your messy. You're falling right. down. Right. Yeah. Well, who, crazy, okay. Man. Who who took you under their wing or 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 did anybody? I mean, who like said, hey, you know, helped you out to where you go, this is how you write a joke, this is how you craft a joke, or did anybody or did you just have to find that shit on your own? It was me and my homie, me and a great another great comic here at Atlanta, uh, David Perdue. We were we were road dogs. We both were together going through the fire together. So I remember we uh we got the Comedy Bible by Judy Carter. I don't know if you know the Comedy Bible, Judy yes. Carter here. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Would go to Barnes, yeah, we would go to Barnes and Nobles and sit down and just go through the book together. Like, oh, this is an act out. Oh, this is a callback. Because you know things, but you don't know things. And then if you do know things, you don't really know what that means, right? Like yes. until you kind of learn it. And so we would try to go do do the lesson at like, you know, afternoon and then go to a couple mics in Atlanta and try to work it out. Oh, you saw me do the act out today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's beautiful. No, I mean, I think that's beautiful. That explains a lot. That's why I just think you still have that, that you see it in your eyes. Like sometimes comics have been around as long as me or whatever. Like sometimes you, you can you see that kind of like. Got them dead eyes. Them dead eyes, bro. Like, like a shark, you know, like, you know, how sharks, when they bite something, they just got that dead eye. Like, yeah. man, I hate swimming. I can't sleep. I got yep. these orcas around me. I mean, here mm-hmm. and get this and I'm gone. And, you know, like you could say like they're, they're done with it. But you, you still have that youthful like because you're still learning. Even though you're 14 years in the game, you're still learning. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. that's that. I think that's why. That's why yeah. you seem so youthful and so just you're spunky, man. You get on stage, you got the energy. You like I said, your pictures they pop. 
Your personality pops. You go to his website, people, and his pictures are him. They're fun. They pop out at you. Like, you go, I like this guy. If I'm doing a movie, I don't know where. If, if you have to be at a convenience store, if you're the guy in the parking lot, this guy's going to be in my movie because you pop, man. You, you come off that page and you go, this is the great guy right here. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. I really do. I, I'm actually, uh, I'm heading out tomorrow to head to the Spirit uh, for a few nights. And it's been uh, like a week and a half, maybe maybe two weeks I've been on the ship. And so I'm looking forward to it. So I'm going to try to make sure I pop this weekend. No, you will, man. You will. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's, it, okay, for you, for people who don't know, okay, so there's, you know, people always kind of make fun of if you work a cruise ship, whatever. And they, they, oh, you're a ship comic, whatever. Not so much now, but it's still kind of looked down upon a little right, bit. Right, 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 now, right, right. Do, do you feel that at all from, from your community there? Because, I mean, I'm a little, you know, older than you, so it's like I'm, I don't really go in those kind of circles to hear people talk no, about this No, no, you brought a great point. Demographically, right, as far as, like, you know, quote-unquote generations of, of comedians and heirs, things of that nature. But I remember when I first uh, – even kind of wasn't even thinking about ships, you know, just kind of young in the game, the perception, right, of working ships as a comedian. And that was say, that's for me then, that was like 2012 to like 2014, give or take or whatever. It was like <clears throat> a lot of he say, she say, right? It was a lot of uh, what I know about them, they're all hacks. What I know about them is they're over the hill. What I know about them, you know, when I went on a family trip when I was 12 years old, they were whatever, whatever, right? And for myself, you know, I'm a husband, father of three. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a 22-year-old comic with four roommates in New York City. We got mouths to feed and things to do. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to go full-time with comedy in 2016 because I used to teach. I taught for a decade, elementary special ed. And one of the main things that I was able to do to start chasing this dream full-time was I was doing colleges and cruises. Like, that was my bread and butter when I first started out, you know, my foundation. And, and I got on quickly and was like, oh, oh, so much is wrong but, or outdated, right? There are beasts on this stage out here. Let's not get, there are beasts on, you know what I'm saying, on those ships. Uh, I only uh, have to do, if I'm not on stage, I'm a, I'm a free man, essentially, right? I ain't got to host no, no hairy chest night. I ain't got to do no kids <laughs> trivia. I ain't running bingo. Like, I'm a free bird, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And, you know, not getting too deep into it, but there were a lot of benefits you know, that I'm grateful for. And now you're right. The perception, you know, it's still a little bit there, but it's definitely changing. Like even cats who are younger than me, they're asking me questions about it because I think more positive talk, more cruise lines in general are doing it. And they're seeing, which was huge for me, was the opportunity to quit that nine to five they hate or those three jobs they're trying to juggle and start pursuing this dream that they want to go after. What they don't realize is that you're you're getting the reps in. You get the, the right. And, and sometimes, honestly, if you do it right, if you do you it do right, right, you can. Uh, I mean, I used to know my acts so well. I used to have an act so well that I knew I could do a riff session for about ten minutes and then get back in my act and finish. That was granted that was on land, but I knew my act so well. I go from here mm -hmm. on while they drop the check. I'm going to riff, whatever, and from out of that riff, maybe some jokes come up, and then when, when I can feel the checks are, you know, Wrapping taken up, care yeah. of, then I get back in and I'll kill the last 10 minutes. I mean, I used to know my act that well. Now mm. I, I kind of do a little something different, like, you know, a little jazz scat. But, yeah, and if you do it out there, you get the reps in. If you do it back-to-back, -back, maybe have a new joke. Maybe try it. And always my, my philosophy is 
try a new joke in the family show because yep. it, you you won't be lazy with him and put a f you know a fuck word this and that you'll you actually write it out it might not be a great joke but you'll get it out so then try it in the adult show maybe with yep. a different maybe with a different word and you won't be you know you can be lazy a little bit lazier with it then try it again in the next family show so you until you get it right because you're getting those reps you got at least five shows to get it right Okay. Yeah, man. The reps, the reps is underrated. You know what I'm saying? To go out, you know, because large cities, you know, a lot of times it's tough to get that amount of time consistently, you know, in your city, right? In whatever your hometown, I don't care where you at, New York, LA, you know, you're getting short sets, you know, you're getting five to eight, you can showcases 10 to 15, right? But to get five to six half hours, just boom, 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 to work out different shows, to work out different bits, to work out different material. You know, that's that's just one of one. That's something that you can't take for granted. So that was a huge thing. Because when I first started back in 2016, I came in with the minimum. I had three shows. I had two adults and one one family. And I repeated that stuff. Had to get in. Had to figure it out, right? And, and that's but it how was, it started. But it was beautiful to watch. I, was, I remember watching you the first time you went up. Because, I mean, like, I met you and you were just fucking just, I said, I like this guy already. He's cool as shit. And you were doing your thing about being a teacher. And... Man, and I think the crowd was going, yeah, we like this. I could feel the crowd going, we like this dude. It was just fun. No, no, he was just fun. Like you were just, like I said, man, you were just, you're like, oh, you're waiting to see, okay, where's, where, where's he going with this? Where's yeah. he going with that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a good, it's like a good kind of like, yeah. ah, you know what I mean? Like it's just good energy to watch you, man. You're just fun to watch. And now you've got the business side taken care of. Like if, if you go to his website, Man, everything from you is top to bottom. Just I mean, you got the the business part of this down, bro. Like mm, you got the OnlyFans. I ain't going there, but you got the OnlyFans, and you got a podcast. If you get a chance, listen to his podcast. It's the fourth and what was that? The fourth and ten. Fourth and ten, yeah. Fourth and ten podcast. You and two other comics do it. It's a fun podcast. It's about sports for people who aren't really sports fans, which I think is great. It's a fun listen. Listen to that. How did you guys get around the copyright issues? Because on one, y'all had some music that I go, hey, you got to pay for that shit. So how did y'all get around that? <laughs> uh, we stopped doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it became, once we started, it was chill. And then I don't know if somebody, you know, what's the blow? They picked up tax. Oh, no way. We're like, oh, yeah, we're trying to get legal. Nah, don't worry about that. We're just going to go over here to commercial free. It's all good. That's how we got around that. But no, man, I appreciate that. The, the podcast we've been running for six years. It's been a dope time. It is for the, uh, you know, the, the lighthearted sports fan in general. Like, we're not going to give you, we're comics. So we're not going to come out here and talk analytics for 55 minutes. That's not what we're doing here. We, we like those stories that aren't really getting enough attention. Like, one of our favorite stories of all time was a few years ago, Kevin Durant, basketball player, sports yes. podcast, yes. right? But then he said that he would drink Scarlett Johansson's bathwater. And I was like, oh. We need to talk about this, right? And those are some of the conversations that we enjoy bringing up in the sports adjacent world. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. Man, you, I, I'm not going to lie. Where after you said I would drink Scarlett Johansson's bathwater, I really didn't hear a word you said after that because I was like, oh, man. Like, I'm one of them dudes, man. Like, if it's, a, if it's a straight conversation, I'm good. But once you mention some shit like that, I go, ah, oh, fuck. And then it's, it, go, it goes a different way, and I'm like, oh, man, why'd you do that? You know what I mean? Why'd like, you I bring that up? Like, I tell women all the time, look, if you want a dude, like, you want a relationship with a dude, you got to keep the conversation here. You got to keep the conversation. Because once it goes below the belt, that conversation, and you start talking, you know, nasty shit, it's over, bro. Women don't understand. We're like werewolves only, and mm -hmm. only we know it. So if you're mm -hmm. talking to us, 
we're looking at the clouds, and it's like, okay, yeah. we're all good. But nice man, once once you start going, so what do you like to do sexually? That's when the clouds start dissipating, Ooh, and you see that, moon, and you see you that moon, hold it in. Uh, and, and moon is full. You're like, you need to leave. Yeah, you need to leave. Yeah. And, <laughs> Let's and get back to quinoa. No, yeah. but tell me about if I take off my eye. Ah. <laughs> you try to hold it in. <laughs> we need to get back so to quinoa. So you like chocolate? You like strawberries? <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, listen, obviously, obviously you trying to get back to cheesecake, get back to cheesecake, get back to cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your overall, what's your overall goal with this? Because like I said, you're still young in the game. And I just think personally, you're at that stage. If, if, if the right people see you, like, Mm. I know you, did you do Heart of the City? Uh, no, I didn't do Heart of the City. Now, did you meet Kevin? Never met Kev, no, no. I was going to say, man, I just think. If Kevin saw you, I mean, like, I look at you, I go, man, you know, we got to make a project for this dude. And if, I, if I were talking to you, like I was watching yeah. your shit last night, if I was talking to you, I go, man, you know what? This guy's nice. He's 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 so, he could be mainstreamy, which I get so pissed off when when sometimes, like, black people take that the wrong way. But right, I, right. Th- there's nothing wrong with that. You be nice and mainstreamy. You're, you're just a, a fun guy. You're fun. Yeah. Not everybody can be edgy. Not everybody can be, you know, a Malcolm yeah. X kind. Remember, that's what's beautiful about this. What we do is, you know, there's different types for everybody. But you be that nice, just that cool dude. That oh, I love this guy, the lovable, whatever. And mm-hmm. I would make a project for you. I would, if, if I was Kevin Hart or anybody, I would, I would sign you to a deal. Mm-hmm. I fly you back and forth, or I come back and forth to Atlanta, or fly you back and forth to LA, and I would make you a goddamn sitcom. And I'd be like, okay, we're going with this. Oh man, don't tease me with a good time, man. I'll tell you that right now. I'm trying to, trying to uh, figure this journey out, you know. But to answer your question, you said, you know, my biggest goal with that question is just to be one of the best comics, period. Just like, just that's just my goal is I want to be uh, the best absolute comic that I could be. I want to be, I want to be uh, both. I want all of it. I want to be a comics comic and I want to be your friend's favorite comic. I love comedy. I love making people laugh. That's one of the things, you know, when you brought up, you know, uh, like when I, when I started or whatever, I didn't have the origin story like many, but the pandemic, the pandemic reminded me of something was that stand up as the art form, love it. But if I get away some of that fat of the art form, what I absolutely at my core love to do is to make people laugh. Yes. So it didn't need the art form. It didn't need, because when the art form left, right, 2020, there weren't no shows. But I'm over here doing Zoom shows. I'm over here trying to bring somebody's day with a mask, dropping off cucumbers we got to wash in the sink. Like, that was at the essence was a reminder for me of like, oh, like, the art form's amazing. Don't get it twisted. But if you ain't got it, that core is still going to be there. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the big picture, bro. Everything else that comes on the side, you know, acting, other opportunities, whatever. I would love all of that. I want all of that, chasing all that. But uh, without question, yeah, I want to be. I want to be one of the greats. Well, since well, since you didn't grow up in that traditional way of stand up, like, who do you look at now? Like, like, who's your favorite comic now? Oh like, man, I tell you what, it's a lot, but I'll give you two off top. Uh, give me top five. Give me top five. Give me top five. Top five. Top well, five. Top five. Current or all time? Those are two different conversations. Okay, okay. Right now we're gonna go current, and then we'll go, okay. and then we'll go all time. Current, uh, current, right. top five, top current five. Current right five, now, five. no particular order. Uh, right now, I love, I love uh, Roy Wood Jr. He's my, one of my God, right how now. great is he? How yeah. great is Listen, Roy Wood Jr.? Oh, bro, he's he's a future goat. He's he's top notch. Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. Um, another one who I love is uh Zainab Johnson. Uh, if you know her, she's she's blowing up a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Hasan Minaj. 
you know, people talk about, is it, is it a one man show? Is it stand up? Uh, I'm laughing. Uh, yeah. so, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's three right there. Two more Mia Jackson, you know, Mia Jackson. No. Mia Jackson, uh, you know, she started in Atlanta. She opens up for Amy Schumer, underrated comedian. She, she probably was, you know, she's my, she my, she my, my guru. You know what I'm saying? She was one of the main people who was like, yo, go get it. Go chase it. Uh, and then number five, uh, I'm going to go number five. You know who I say for number five? Because uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed his special. Right now, uh, my man, uh, well, shoot, I'm looking at his face. Forgot his name. God, dog, right here. Oh, Shane. <laughs> Shane Gillis. He's one of my favorites right now. Dude, Shane, Shane Gillis is fucking fun. I don't care what anybody says. I have somebody <laughs> on my Facebook talking shit about him. I go, man, he's just he's funny. I mean, it's, it's funny. funny. It's he's goofy. Funny. I mean, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate when comics talk shit about other comics. Like, let's just enjoy a new success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If he makes you Big laugh, fan. that shit he did, that monologue shit was hilarious. <laughs> I, thought the, I, th- I thought the monologue was hilarious. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I, what I appreciate about, you know, everybody on that list, but we're talking about Shannon at the second, is, so one thing I love to do, I talk about myself, is I love finding, if I was going to make a sandwich, right, in a, if I was going to craft a new bit, right, I want a little bit, I'm going to sprinkle in on that sandwich some relatability. I want a little bit of relatability, right? I want a story. I want to put a story, I want a personal story in there. I want a hint of nostalgia, Oh, I want a hint look, of nostalgia look, right look there, you, and then to wrap that bad boy up. I like a little bit of of where's the line? Play with the line, and that right there is a is oh, if I could just that bit, that is why. And I feel like some of those comics do all of that, man. Love it. My favorite thing to do is go to an open mic. I mean, just go to mics and just mm-hmm. go over the line, whatever. Because and I don't really care if I don't get the laugh on it. I just sure. want to kind of go over the line a little bit and then go okay and try to find out where to pull it back because to sure. me. What comments don't understand is, to me, the mic is, is practice. I mean, if you've ever done a sport, you go to practice, you mess up in practice, okay. You might have to run, but, you know, okay, so we know yeah. that this play doesn't work or this doesn't work. But in yep. the game, you've ran it, you go, okay, now it's time to get it right. Now I get it right because it's the game. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's always to me, for me personally, everybody's different. There's got yep. to be a little play. In your, yeah. in your show. It's got to be a little bit of play where you kind of like, Absolutely. you know, it's just fun, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. And, and to me, you know who sets me straight all the time? Because mm. sometimes I go down a rabbit hole where I'm just like, I tell everybody, that, I mean, it's, I remember when, when What's-His-Face won the election, the last election, for and I was so angry, I couldn't mm. make it funny. And mm. I went through about two years where my act was just shit because I couldn't get, I couldn't make that funny because mm. I, I hated wow. him so much. And so then, but you know who set me straight Watching them and makes me go, okay, okay. Is Godfrey? Godfrey. Golly, come Godfrey, on! Godfrey I'm gonna have to somebody off my top five. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, Godfrey, Godfrey, and Steve White to me Ooh. make me go, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can make this serious topic funny yeah. because those are two years I I can't get back. But there's I I hated life because I I mm. I hated this guy and sure, sure. God make made, made me go, okay. You got to find that comedy just by watching him and he. To me, so me, it's Godfrey and Steve White. Because Steve White is who I molded myself after on stage. When yeah, I saw him, yeah. I go, I want to be like him. Because he's like me. He's just kind of yeah. goofy. But he makes a point, which is great, too. But he yeah. keeps it funny, but he makes a point. Because I don't like to be preached to. And I like to yeah. keep it keep it funny, keep it moving. But make the point, but keep it funny. And those two guys do it better than anybody. Yeah, I'm going to bump out. Respectfully, I'm going to bump out uh, Asa Minaj. I'm putting Godfrey. Godfrey may be one of the most... Godfrey present tense and Sinbad past tense may be two of the most underrated comedians of all time to me. 
Man, uh, I definitely, Godfrey is definitely, definitely underrated. He's kind of guy that, honestly, he's so funny that I think people have discussion groups to this guy. No. Like, why isn't he bigger than he is? 100%. 100%. 100% that. There's got to be something there that we don't know that because I, I remember I remember flying into L.A. to go do uh, when, the, you know, the imagination and and, uh, and the inspiration were out there. And I remember just being in baggage claim and Godfrey was holding court, making people laugh for no reason. You know, no me, for no reason. He was just there and every, he had a little crowd around him. And some dude came up and go, hey, man, I got a, a gig. But why you want to do it? And our guy goes, yeah. I mean, I saw him get a gig, but just shooting the shit. And I'm like, and that's who Godfrey is. You never see him do the same show twice. He'll go Ooh. off on a tangent. And he's just one of the best. Under, he's one of the best underrated. Comics. He and Steve White are the best underrated comics. And to call him underrated is almost it's almost a slap in their face. I don't think I'd even do it to their face. because it, it, It's almost it is. It's slapping, that's how good they are. I think you said it right. He should be bigger than what he is, respectfully. You know what I'm saying? I think that's maybe a better way to say it. But I, I was in New York three weeks ago, and I, I went to uh, Big Fat Pussycat and Midnight Show, and he's on there. He's you know it was a dope lineup. Sam J is on there. Godfrey's on there. Dope lineup. Uh, Tony Woods pops in. Dope lineup. And so Godfrey goes up. You know, I'm not going to give any punch on his way, but the, the topics that he talked about. Uh, one was nunchucks. Uh, I talked about Nunchucks for seven minutes and just absolutely crushed from his pacing to his playfulness, you know what I'm saying, to that relatability. To It was just like, oh, like, and you just, he could have chiseled, he could have chiseled that bad boy down another 15 minutes easily, you know yes. what I'm saying? And yes. then by the time he changes topics and he goes to libraries and he comes back with a callback just off the whim, I was like, this Dude. is the art form. This is it. He's that club fighter that no one knows about, and like he's on a, oh, he's on the undercard. You go, why isn't he fighting for the title? Who, for the title. Who is his manager? You know what I mean? I mean, he's like he's like, the, he's like the Winky Wright of fucking yeah. of comedy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He, <laughs> and let me tell you something, man. That you mentioned it. Sam J is about to be a goat herself. Sam J is a fucking beast, bro. 100%. I saw her come here, and she's another one. Like I said. Even because, you know, she had just she had just done her special. So she's mm. working on a new hour. So it's a lot of long form. But mm. even in that long form, you're watching like whole the just the thought process to yeah. bring it out. And I mean, damn, dude. And you know, you know what's great about her if you get deeper with it? What I hate people who analyze it too much. But to analyze her is she's kind of on our side, which is great. On a, like she's a, on a dude's side, which we're mm. talking about putting a strap on and fucking a girlfriend. She goes, man. Oh man, a fucking apology. This is this is tiring. You know what I mean? It's like thank you. You know what I mean? I mean, hey, that's all we said. Yeah, I, I I thought that was great, and I mean, just watching her, bro. Yeah, yeah watching yeah. her. You know, absolute beast. I, I the thought process is something I think is underrated too. Of one reason why I love watching comedy, watching other comedians, is to see what their thought pro their their POV was. Because in general, as a fan, I always find it fascinating and hilarious. But then two now also as a comedian, it also makes me think I'll stay. I try to stay with them on their topic and see, you know, what I think about it, where I can go with it. What's another perspective, how I feel about it. You know, that's one thing that I always pray is just a different POV of every comedian. Now, is there like is there some place you won't stray as a comic? Because you know what I mean, which is nothing, which is nothing bad. Because I remember talking to, uh, do you know, my, do you know my buddy uh, Dwight, uh, Dwight Simmons? Uh, from oh, yeah, yeah, I know Dwight. Love Dwight. Yeah, dude. I, me, honestly, the first time I saw Dwight, I go, "That's me 
10 years ago, 15 years ago. I mean, <laughs> but he's a better writer. And I tell you, you're a better writer than I ever than uh, I ever, uh, ha, ever been. But yeah. we, we kind of have a, a similar thought process, and I love Dwight. But and I was, but he was telling me there's a comic, and he wouldn't tell me the name, who's a big-name comic, and mm. they have all this stuff written out, but they're to the point of, like, his audience won't let him go there. He's kind of a clean comic, whatever. So he mm. can't go and do the dark stuff he really wants to do because he's kind of pigeonholed because mm. he's making a lot of money as this right. character, whatever. So are there, are there any topics you wish you could talk about or, that, or you just don't feel comfortable going there so you just leave him alone? Yeah, great question. I, there's not a topic I wouldn't talk about uh, at this current time to me personally, but I have to care about it. Um, and if I don't care about it enough, that I'm not gonna write or attempt to joke about it, right? So like, I don't, I don't, mm, let me change the word. I don't care about it in a sense that I think I need to write a joke. Let me, let me add up, uh, amplify to that statement. Uh, case in point, um, school shootings, dark, strong, edgy, you know, almost taboo topic, not a good topic on, on, on the surface, right? Have I heard, have I ever heard a funny school shooting joke? I have. I have I've heard of a couple of them by uh, a few different comedians. Do I do I have a desire or something strong affinity to wanting to talk about that topic or another topic? Shoot, it can be anything. Abortion, religion, you know, gun control, like you know what I'm saying, suicide. Like there's so many topics that can kind of go all uh, in that box. But if I don't have a strong affinity, connection, or like a pulling to get into those topics, I won't, right? I feel like for me anyway, that's the difference for me. It's not that I won't go in that door. I would if I wanted to go in that door, if I had a song inclination to go into their door for whatever specific reason. I think for myself, intentionality uh, matters a lot to me and everything, but especially like, you know what I'm saying, in the craft. So if I'm gonna go into a bit right now, like I have a, I have a very silly pumpkin pie bit. It's a minute long or whatever. I talk about you don't bring fruitcake in the house. We don't bring, uh, I don't know, two sweets I make up, whatever. I really want to get to the pumpkin pie. I said, we also got to have, you know, we got to shut down pumpkin pie. That gets a groan. I've got a statement for that. Ha ha. And then it falls into a gentrification joke. Just very quick. Nice. You were talking about dessert, 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 right? And then boom, I hit gentrification. I get in, get in, show a little shoulder, pop, pop, and I get out. And we're on to the next. And now we're talking about almond milk. We've moved on just like that. Love right? it. Um, Love it. So yeah, Love yeah. it. Give me the old Philly shoulder roll. Give me the old Philly shoulder roll and it come out. Bam. <laughs> yeah. Did not see it coming. I'm still yeah. here, baby. We're All on. day. We're talking about oh. airplane food. We've moved yeah. on. Catch up, boo. We're gone. <laughs> It's eighth round, baby, and I'm still here. It's eighth round, I'm still here. I'll also be knocked out in the first. That's what you said. That's what you said on TV. That's what you, said, what you the, said. The, that's what you said to Larry Merchant. That's what you said. But I'm still here, and we go to the ninth round. So what up? <laughs> but no, I think it's beautiful. Because, I mean, honestly, it, it's funny you say that, because I felt like mm. I was in, a, in my whole spectrum, my career, whatever, that Sometimes if you're not ready for those jokes, it's like, okay. Sure, yep. <laughs> you know, like, sometimes I, I used to feel like I had to, but now it's like, mm -hmm. the way you said it, it's like, yeah. I don't, I never had a, a like, a inclination to do an abortion joke back then. I never had an inclination to do a religion joke back then, even though it was on my mind. But now, now that I'm fed up with everything, I feel like it has to come out because just for my sanity, you, you know? Exactly. I think exactly. I feel like now the time for me to speak up with everything because now I'm just so fucking fed up the way everything's going that I have to mm -hmm. get this out and yep. you know and then when it does and I go down that when I go down that rabbit hole like I said I either watch I either try to get a Godfrey clip or mm -hmm. 
or you know what, honestly, and I say this, but when I'm in that room, mm-hmm. like especially on the ship, like at the time we didn't have we didn't have we had CNN at the time I think when we were uh, working, and so you watch that you and you I'd be a madman. I I, mm-hmm. I go I fucking I just and I and but it gets on stage and I yeah. I remember I go it's got to disappear. You got to get to the yeah. funny. You don't want to yeah. preach. Got to get to it. And so, but now I it's still that way. Now I get on stage like okay, boom. I, I, I got to find the funny quick. If you look at my notebook, my notebook is I longhanded. I longhand mm-hmm. write everything on, in, a, in a notebook. Like, yep. or, and if I want to write the joke out, it's on a yellow pad, legal yep. pad, and I write it longhand, and then I get to the comedy club. For some reason, I write better at a comedy club. I get there early. I can mm. write the joke out better. For me, Interesting. I mean, I, I try to find a quiet space at a Starbucks. I don't think anybody I know is going to be there. And mm. I could, you know... And maybe a Barnes and Noble, whatever, I can get my writing done there. But man, yeah. when I'm at a comic club, I get there early enough, like 30, mm. 30 minutes before the before the show start, even though the comics get there, I get my best writing done there. Like it mm. tightens up there for some reason. Interesting. That's an interesting piece. I love the writing process about comedy in general right there. Be because um, I, I have a Google Doc, which is my my legal pad. So all of my and I do it as well. I'm probably I feel like we may be the dinosaurs of, of sitting down to write. I feel like everybody else says now they write on stage. And I've got, you know, David, the comic I started with, he writes on stage. And I tried that. And I was like, oh, this is not for me at all. I need, so I'll just like word vomit in the Google Doc, right? And yeah. then, you know, you do it, you hone it, boom, you craft it down or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, the writing, the writing element is such a fascinating thing in general because I think your stage of life, your season of life that you're in, and then the experience that come with it, then other topics will matter more. Then other topics will have more, have, have, have life has kind of weaned you a little bit in certain things here. Like, you know, now when people start disrespecting parents, oh, it's a different beast over here. Maybe a decade ago, I wouldn't really care that much. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, she's working hard. She's got two jobs. Let her watch her iPad while her kid's on the slide. Like, it's a whole different thing, okay? So when those things, when those different aspects of life, right, can lead into specific topics, I've got to care about it. I'm not up there. I'm up there trying to have more fun than the crowd because if I'm having a blast, I feel confident they're going to have a blast. You know what I'm saying? So like right now I got this this silly bit that's very unpolished about uh, the fact that I almost threw up the other day. Again, I told you, personal story, right? A little nostalgia, a little relatability, right? A little playfulness. And it's got, I'm trying to work all of that in there because everyone can relate to that, right? You probably got a bad nostalgic time when you threw up real disgustingly a couple years ago, right? I've got my personal story. I'm going to have a little playfulness in and out. And then we get in and, you know, we mold it. But I, I didn't care about it until, until it happened to me. Now, what's your, what's your worst, worst show? I mean, to one where you, that sticks out in your mind and you still have nightmares over. Oh yeah, yeah, not even a question. Not even a question. It's I'm with David. We're in uh his 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 uncle says he wants you know entertainment for a high school reunion show. Now oh, strike one. Been there. Been there. Uh, I yeah, I thought I thought the uncle in the daytime looked 42. This uncle was 71. So his high school reunion, as you can pick up, we get to the spot. Right, I'm gonna go through this quick. We get to the spot. The only type of cars are like Cadillac DeVille's and like public transportation vans with the wheelchair accessibility on the side. Strike two. All right, so we get inside and nobody wants, desires, is anticipating or expecting comedy that night. It's the class of uh, 1902. 
and everybody hasn't seen their friends because they thought their friends were dead and now they just want to talk to their friends, right? There's lines, there's Kango hats, there's canes, everything's got incense, there's Bengay, Icy Hats popping, oxtails, meatballs, the whole shebang. And then, like, the lights are up. It's like 200 old black folks in that thing. Lights are bright, right? Linen suits are going. We out here. Man sandals popping. Stop the music. Strike three. And then they bring me up. And by bring me up, they give me the mic and say, you're on. No intro, no announcement, no preparation, no agenda. Nobody knew this. This wasn't in the email newsletter. I bombed for, I bombed for 10 minutes, what felt like an eternity. I, everybody, I try to look to somebody, it's like, don't talk to me. And I'll just turn right back around. I found one woman, right? You know when it's a hard day, you got to find one person who you can just talk to. I found one auntie in the back just with a smile. And I was like, I'm going to talk to you for nine more minutes. My bits are about at that time, this was 2010, I'm talking about Ninja Turtles, Pokemon, being a dad for the first time. These kids were a dad in the Harlem Renaissance. Nobody's a father in here. These are great, great grandfathers. Then I bring up David, David bombs. Uh, here's, here we get, it takes it up a notch. I, as David is bombing, I'm trying to get some food to get ready to get out. An old man walks up to me, tall, skinny dude. Say, hey man, saw the show. I just wanna, I wanna let you know that my friend said, he points to a smaller guy. It was like a classic cartoon, short and stumpy, tall and skinny type of guys. He points to a guy, he says, hey man, I wanna let you know that my friend said, you should quit comedy. This is months into this new dream, right? I, being a respectful gentleman from the South say, Thank you for that information. And so 100% true story. They then walk and scurry over to a wall that I'm still very close to talk to these two old women, right? So maybe they were high school sweethearts or something. And, and I quote, I put this on my live BT. The short guy goes to the girl who's on the wall. Who's not a girl. She ain't been a girl since the cold war. He goes to the girl. He goes, Hey baby, do you still squirt? And at that moment in my life, I realized I had made a poor decision. I realized that I need to get my oxtails, get my mac and cheese, and get out of that BT. Worst show, hands down. Do you still squirt? No. No. They were squirting back in the 1902s. Do you still squirt? <laughs> you No, you got to be lying. There's no way in the world. 100%. 100% true story. Do you All still... <laughs> I was like, baby, she don't even dust. Like, there's nothing... She's done. There is no fluids in her body. <laughs> she is a dry bell. Do you still, Damon? I don't. I don't know if I can. I don't know. This might be it. I mean, do you still score? I mean, the fact you said that shit out loud. But then again, I guess you that old that you don't give a shit. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't care. You don't care. You listen. Come do on. You You've been through worse. A little squirt on your face. You've been through the Great Depression. Nobody's worried about that. Put some water on that. Go about today. They knew Morgan Freeman when he was a freshman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Okay, uh, hold on. I got to get it together. I ain't going to lie, man. I'm at that stage right now. I Hold on. I got to gather it. Cause yeah. I, ain't gonna, I know. You don't understand. I got to gather it because I'm, I got a little bit of a cold. So if, okay. I, start cough, so if I start laughing, it's going to get a, a, that uncontrollable cough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's at that stage. Because hey, my producer, who's white... He didn't understand. I go, he goes, you got a cold? I go, yeah, because I slept with my shirt off. Uh. Only black people understand that. Black people, <laughs> if you sleep with your shirt off and you're black, that means you're going to catch a cold. That's why we always sleep with it. Do you sleep with your shirt on? 
I do sleep with a shirt on. Exactly. I knew a girl. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to date this girl who was white, but her boy, her last boyfriend was black. And he slept with uh, his shirt on. She goes, what is it with you guys and your shirt on? And she goes, my last boyfriend was black. He slept with his I go, could we catch a cold? And I go, y'all don't know about the washcloth or sleeping with your shirt on? <laughs> and, he, and I asked her, I go, I asked, asked my producer, I go, do you, you have a washcloth? He goes, no. I go, exactly. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said the washcloth is our bidet. Basically. Yeah, that's, we, that's we, basically it. That's we, our, we, hand, we, manual labor bidet. That's what it is. We wash our ass with the, we wash our ass with the, I, I got to use that. You don't mind if I, a manual labor bidet, right? Thank you. Please. Um, okay. Please. So, but it's the truth. But the thing about it is, black people stereotypically are so homophobic, we won't get a bidet. I got uh, a bidet. But they don't want water hitting their ass, but they'll, they'll uh -huh. you know, run that yeah, yeah, washcloth yeah. around, which is weird. I mean, I have no problem with a bidet. I got a bidet. It's it's one of the greatest purchases I've ever did in my, my motherfucking life, bro. Come on, come on. It, that life life insurance and a bidet was probably my Boom. greatest purchases. Dude, Good a money bidet? Good a money bidet? Spent. Come on, man. Talk to me now. You got a bidet? You got I've a never bidet? experienced a bidet. I got to put that oh! on my list. Let me tell you something. I've jumped out of a plane, but I've never had a bidet experience. Dude, you can get one for like $50. Let me tell you something, man. It would really? It would change your life. Yeah, go online. Oh, time out, time out. What? You can get a bidet for under $200? Easily. Easily. What? Dude, don't let don't let uh, Home Depot and Lowe's fool you. Dude, go online. Look up a bidet. Dude, you can get one online for less than $50. Put that okay. shit in. You can install right. that in less than 15 minutes. You go on YouTube and look it up. The one that dude does on YouTube, that's the one I have. Let me tell you something, bro. Game changer. You'll buy, you'll buy toilet paper maybe, maybe three times a year, maybe. I thought bidets were like the price of a jet ski. That's not, you're not telling me? No. You're telling me these are affordable things I can get today? Dude, let me tell you something, man. I Life changer. Life changer, bro. You know what? You don't have, you don't, put it, they're so good, you don't have to bring your phone to the bathroom anymore. You go, you know what? Ooh, In and that's out. A different, that's Bam. a different experience. Bam. That's a different you, experience right there. Your leg don't go numb anymore? Dude, let me tell you. Ooh. Get the bidet. Hey, my my knowledge to you, bro. That's, that's what we do. Thank right you. Here. I'm going right. to receive that. I'm going to receive that. And I got Amazon uh, Basics. I'm out here. I got Amazon Prime. Ain't playing. I, I, you know, I should look that shit up right now for you, and so just so you'll know I ain't oh, doing well, shit. As soon as we get off the show, you're going to think about your gym crush, and I'm going to start looking for a bidet. We're going to win. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you bring her up, man? Now I'm, now I'm thinking about her. <laughs> now, now I'm thinking about her. <laughs> that word will start. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, man. I, I, like, I had the balls to go up and talk to her as she was doing her you wall did. squats, and I was looking at her like, this could be the one. I mean, she was just it, muscular, and I was I was gonna start that long ass yeah, diatribe. Uh -huh. Like, so uh, are you competing? But I was like, I let it go. And let but she go. was smile. She was smiling the whole time, and I was like, man, this this could be the one. And I don't know about you. I'm 55, and I still to this day mm -hmm. go, oh, she likes me. You know, I still get that. <laughs> I ain't gonna Come lie, on, man. man. That has never it's left it. me. That has never yeah. left me. Never. Left. You know go ahead. Because you never know. I mean, because look. If you go out with some, you don't know if a girl likes you or, or she's just being nice. And you yep. can't go sixth grade and go, do you like me? And you can't do that. You got to mm -hmm. hope. And then you hope. And and she, and then, then you got to take that moment, that leap of faith as you're talking to her. And if you go in like this for the kiss, the last thing you want is her to go, what are you doing? And she does What are you that, doing? Dude. Whoa. I'm sorry. It. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? <laughs> she looks around. What are you? What are you doing? Hey. 
You don't come back from that shit, bro. You don't no, come back no. From that. no, no, no. You're moving cities. Hey, you're a Tulsa uh, comic now. You're out of there. Hey, I heard you talk shit about Tulsa, man. I heard you talk shit about Tulsa. My mama lives in Tulsa. I'm from Muskogee. I heard you talk shit. I was gonna leave it alone. I was gonna <laughs> leave it. Hey, hey, but, but, hey, but there's sweet people in Tulsa. Listen, before you say anything, you were right. But still, you don't talk about my home state like that. Although you're right. But listen, listen, listen you said I'm from no- Shreveport. We both in the same boat. You said nothing but convicts and what else did you say? Convicts and what now? I haven't, I haven't talked, I haven't, I haven't done that bit in ages. I don't even remember. No, I heard that on the podcast. You go, man. Oh, I and- did it. Oh, I definitely don't remember. I don't listen to that podcast. Yeah, I definitely don't remember that. If I said on the podcast, <laughs> comments, people come up and say y'all enjoy the podcast. Well, when you were talking about this, this, and this, I was like, brother, I don't know what you're talking about. What happens in that podcast studio stays because once I'm done, it's a whole different beast. I, I said stuff today. We recorded this morning. I was like, I don't know what I said. I blacked out. But you know, but that's the, to me, it's the best way, and that's why you never. If you have a joke that you got to get out, you got to get it out that show. Got to get it because if you let it sit, it's not gonna mm. pop. You got to get mm. it out the first time, and then you can work on it. But if you yeah. let it sit, it's not gonna work for some reason. Yeah. And I don't think anybody can explain why. But when you have a new joke, it's almost like the crowd knows it's new and they're with you on it, even though they don't know when something yeah. new. Like you have that 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 energy, that that new joke energy. Yeah, to you. you know what I mean. That new joke energy is one of the best feelings, right? But you, you know, on the other side of that new joke, it's the possibility of, of a bomb joke, right? It's like, that, so I think what you hit on, I, th- I don't think we can put it in a formula, but I think one element of it is that energy. Like, there's a couple bits I'm excited to work this weekend here that are new, right? It's just like, is it going to be messy? I don't really know where it's going to go. Like, I don't yes. really know all the, 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 the punchlines yet. Like, it's just like a discovery. And they kind of get the privy of being on that journey with you. And that excitement and that zeal, bro, is, is bar none. It's like making homemade nachos. You go, man, I don't know what I'm putting in my phone. I, but yeah. I, I yeah. got like eight things. Yeah. Uh, I got meat. I got chips. <laughs> now, side note, real quick question. It's a very important question for our friendship here. Do you consider nachos if it's just chips and cheese? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are, 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 is the cheese sprinkled on top? You want sprinkled or you want to no, melt no. it? Is it sprinkled on top or is it in a little container and, and it comes in the same kind of thing? It's just like in a cup. Uh, yeah, it's still nachos. It's still nachos. Why? Is there a big debate on that? It's a huge debate. Man, huge you debate. know what? I haven't eaten nachos, and I'm going to say at least 20 years. You haven't eaten nachos? God. Bro, I, I can't do that no more, man. Hey, hey, as, as uh, Rick James say, the things I used to do, baby. Listen, I mean, pop three times on the way there and live. Bro, I, 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 there's things I can't eat anymore, and I won't eat anymore. And, I mean, I'm done with it. There's things that I... Will never eat again, and I'm fine with that. It's like it's like seeing that girl. Y'all had a great time doing that one crazy period of your life that where y'all were period. like, y- y- y'all yeah. were having sex in stairwells and and like almost got caught. Yeah, and, you know, and, yeah. And then you know you see her, hey, what's up, girl? Hey, and she's like, yeah. are you single? Yeah, are you yeah. And you go, that's good. And you just keep walking. That's keep why I'm now. I keep it moving. <laughs> that, that was a good time in my life, but I moved on, baby. You know, what I mean? respect this self control that you have right there, man. Maybe the, I'll get there one day. Man, I mean, honestly, it's, I mean, like, there's nothing really I meant, and like, I, I have to pace myself with the pizza. Like, mm. pizza is a, a treat thing for me, and it's got to be a thin crust. It's got to be mm. vegan, thin crust, mm. and mm. Uh, and even then, I'm like, mm. you know, like I was on the, uh, I was on the, uh, 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 the celebration every mm. night, only because Vince Morris is there, that son of a bitch. Three nights in a row, I mm. had pizza, and I was like, okay, this is gonna take me at least three months to work this shit off. <laughs> but 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 you know what though? Hey, it was uh he was my boy, so that's why I did. But only only then they eat pizza. But now I go without pizza. I don't go. I didn't go look at the shit. But my 
but my go-to what 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 cheesecake is to you beignets mm. beignets are to me ah, beignets. let me tell you something man if you're in new orleans you got a drug oh. problem carry beignets with you at all times so, mm. if a cop, so if a cop pulls you over and just be eating a beignet go hey what's up and you'll have that white residue on your neck oh you eating a beignet <laughs> yeah man and he'll just say like you know you're a big fat piece of shit and he'll never put together that's cocaine always Love carry beignets. beignets dude beignets when i get off the plane in new orleans the first thing i do is cafe dumont at the airport and then mm. i'm ready and then i'm ready to go to the ship boom Dude. Just like that. Gotta have it. That's the only thing that probably is my like, oh God. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh God. You know what I mean? Knees buckle. Start getting Bro. sweaty. It's like it's like seeing my gym crush, and she goes, "Hey, the guy from the gym." And you go, "Oh, I, I might have to do this." You know what I mean? Yeah. Can I touch your dumbbells? It's a whole different situation out here. It's a whole different situation with the gym crush go at it. Can I touch your dumbbells? Yeah, that will. That's creepy. Because I'm at that age where, like, now, even if, if I said something like that, they would go, "That's creepy," and then they tell somebody, and then I'm never going to the gym again. Nah, say, you true. could you could say that because, oh, you're cute. Me, I say like, okay, this guy's a creep, you know. And they get security, and then they throw me out. So, I got like three more years left of that. <laughs> no, you're always going to look young. That's the thing about you, bro. I'm telling you, man. You got to start writing your own vehicle. But you know what? Just start writing notes now. Write what I said down now. Just write notes. Uh -huh. You know, to make yep. a joke, just notes. And I'm telling you, man, you're gonna come up with something because you got that perfect look. I'm telling you, man, you are just, I uh, just, uh, if you guys get a chance, go to his website. Go to DamerSumner. Is it DamerSumner.com? DamerSumner.com. Dirty Damon. I don't know why you call yourself Dirty Damon. Like nothing about you is dirty. You just a nice, oh, clean. It's a kid. different. It's a different side of me. <laughs> Whatever, man. Don't don't give me that shit. Okay. Come on, you don't get on OnlyFans being clean. Come on, man. <laughs> So we out here. I told you. Lips and toes, baby. A different side of that. You in a diaper with a with a pulp fiction mask on, like it's dirty Damon. I mean, that, that was you is that what you doing? We so, we we unlock another side of, of the house, right? You know, there's like six, seven houses in the mansion, eight, nine houses, and there's always been a couple of doors that have just been un unlocked. We was like, oh, we good. And then we're like, you know what, let's go see what's in there. And we we found a good time. We found a good time in there right now. It's like eyes wide shut. <laughs> yeah, we got masks on out here. You can't see. You can't see nobody who leave this house. I'm gonna tell you right now. If so, some one of y'all gotta die. If you know who he is, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Before we get out of here, five top five all time. Ah, top yes, five yes, yes, all, yes, yes. I didn't. I wasn't gonna forget that shit. Top five mm. all time. All right. These. So here's the, here's the. I want to make sure we're clear of what we're asking. We're asking for our favorite, not who do we think the best is, because those are two different conversations. They, they, just your list, bro. Your list nah, all time. Got, got your it. list. My top five stand-up comedians of all the time. No particular order. No particular order. Be, yeah, no particular order. Uh, one of my favorites is Cedric the Antenna. Uh, when I first started getting into stand-up, I watched a ton of him. I think he does a lot of that, that playful. He don't, you know, he don't get close to the edge, whatever, but he's fun, he's relatable. It's nostalgic. Like I think his sandwich is very similar to mine. Yes. And so I was uh, one of the first ones I saw growing up. My GOAT, I'll tell you my GOAT uh, is Chris Rock. Chris Rock is my GOAT. So he's definitely on the list right there. So yes. Seg, Chris Rock, uh, Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes is on my list. She's one of my favorite. I think she's brilliant. I think she's hilarious. All of the above. Uh, then the other two. Uh, so I'm going to say this guy, man, because I mess heavy with him. Um, and I think he, just in general, is not talked about enough. Uh, is Jim Gaffigan. Huge fan of Jim Gaffigan. Jim yes. Gaffigan has seven to nine specials at all heat. They yes. all pack fire. Yes. And and his ability to take a bit, to take chapstick and make this into an eight and a half minute chunk with pound for pound jokes 
you know what I'm saying, is is absolutely uh, a power, a superpower. So gems on my list. Is this number five? Ay, ay, ay. Wow. So, so, so yeah, Cedric, right, number five. Cedric, Wanda, Jim, uh, who else did you have? And Chris Rock, so there's one more. One more, bro. Oh, I'm going to put the new, I'm going to put the future go. Rowan Jr. Rowan Jr. has put out, you know what I'm saying? Listen, they started calling Michael Jordan the best ever back in the late 80s, right? Bird called him a god, right? Yeah. Things of this nature. Um, so just because you ain't got all the titles don't mean you can't already start having to act like I miss heavy. I think he's absolutely intelligent. He's so smart. Get in there, get into the line, find the line, get over the line, come back. It's observational. It can be political. Like he has, I don't have, I don't think his weakness has any game. And so that's a skill set. And then on the on the accomplishment level, outside of stand-up is dope. But then every Spanish, he's three for three right now. He's every one of them hits on point. Was it four for four? It might be four. He just dropped that. I think it's four for four. He hasn't I, missed. It's it's not a it's not a weakness. Don't get me wrong, but he's not. He didn't have to be. Don't get me wrong, but he's not really physical. He doesn't have to act out. Which yeah, I mean, yeah. with writing that crisp, you really don't need it. But that's the only thing about him. It's like okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not a, a weakness. I mean, he's sure, God, sure. That, the, the one he shot in Atlanta. Motherfucker, that was good about how. Remember you talking about the songs that black people had, uh, at James Brown oh. had. Do you yeah. try to say that? That was just telling you what, what cities were safe for black people. I mean. To come up with that bit, that that whole special was nothing yeah. short of fucking brilliant. And when you have Brilliant's. bits where, like, I can say I have, a, I have a Confederate flag bit, and then I see his bit, and I go, God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I go, man, what am I what doing the, over here? What am what I doing? Am I doing? Yeah, he's he's basically like you said to me. He's Dan Marino. Dan Marino was the best quarterback with no titles. He was mm. he was a great quarterback. You know, they always say Dan Marino had, had the quickest release. He was the best quarterback. He just didn't have a title. I mean, mm. and, and if if John, if John Elway. Wouldn't have had um Johnny Those last two at the end with Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis helped yep. him win the championship. It's just like Peyton Manning. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the end defensive end helped him win that one with the uh, yeah with, with the Broncos with, with the Broncos. So, you know, you're still great without the title. But yeah, man, Roy Wood is great. Roy Wood. Please. I mean, yeah, man. God damn, he's Love good. And, and a Love good it. dude too, man. God damn, it's a good. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be a good chat, bro. I mean, for anybody else, if you were listening and you're not a comedy head, I'm sorry. I try to make it to where everybody likes it, but man, when I'm talking to a comic and we start talking uh, the, the shop, there's nothing mm. I like doing better than talking shop with a comic. And Love man, it. and I just know, like I said, man, I I just hope you get in front of the right people who go this guy right here because honestly yeah i mean if it was between me and you which it mean you going for the same part something's wrong but if I, I would go you know what go ahead and give it to dame man he's got he's got a family i ain't got nobody man i'm i'm, I'm a rebel you know what i mean i give it to you bro you need that shit seriously man <laughs> my man i appreciate the time man. i appreciate the love uh it's been an absolute pleasure and always is a pleasure man i hope they i hope they get their senses together and get us working together again man i need that in my life Dude, I would love to, man. Honestly, like I said, nothing but good positive energy. You're just nothing a good but. dude. I saw and I had Isaiah Kelly on like a couple weeks ago. Mm. And he's another dude. Like I met out on the West Coast and we hit off too. Man, if you give me that good energy, we good, bro. You know what I mean? Love like because like, I cause if like if you went there and you tore the house down, man, I don't give a shit good for you. Cause that's on you. It's nothing but you mm -hmm. and the microphone. That's a great, that's for comics. If entertainment is like the military. Comics are the special forces because mm. all we have is the mic 
and the spoken yep. word. And the spoken word hits harder than anything. A, a singer, and there's been, you know, singers can sing about underage people. I mean, you know, Kiss had Christine 16. Rick James had she's only 17. I mean, no, uh, no, she was only 17, but she was sexy. Rick James, Winger, they all had songs about going out with underage women, and no one said shit. If we said that as a comic just saying a spoken word, we're off the ship. We're, we're not working anymore. The spoken word hits harder than anything. And when you're a comic, and I'm a firm, when you're a comic, man, we're just a different breed of cat. I mean, mm. the, the crew hates us because we're not crew, but we not are crew. crew. You know, we are, but we're not. Like, we yeah, can eat yeah. we can eat in dining area because I'm not really crew. Well, I shouldn't do this fire drill because I'm not really crew. Well, I should get off early because I'm crew. I mean, that's <laughs> and that's why they hate us. We, you know, we're, yeah, not doing yeah. six, we're not doing six-month contracts. We're in and out like the new Jack Swing, and that's why they hate us, bruh. But you know what? We make money, we get in, and we get out, and that's why they hate us, you know? Assassins. <laughs> and that's what we are, bro. That's what we are, bro. We are the special force. And that special force, are you listen to, is Damon Sumner. Go to his website, DamonSumner.com. Go to his Instagram. I'm telling you, you're just going to laugh. He's got a, uh, and we didn't get to that, a dry bar special. That's hilarious. He had a dry bar special. Don't you have a new one coming out, too? Uh, not right now. Not right now. It's, okay. I got the dry bar that's out. I got my album that's out. Uh, I know who I am. Uh, and I got the, uh, the, the only, the, you, <laughs> that's what it was. We, the OnlyFans dirty, da- OnlyFans has my dirty Damon half hour. That's where it's at. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's, if you watch the dry bar, that's a different vibe than the OnlyFans. I just, I want you to know I can do it all. So I showcase that. Uh, I'm not, wa- I'm not watching the only thing. I don't want to be like, Oh you God. Gotta get on that, man. Get, get a subscription, get a membership. You know what I'm saying? Get over there. There's cupcakes. They got cupcakes over there. I don't want. I don't want to see you, you know in the cupcake. I don't want to see. No, I don't see no nips and tips. If I don't I pop see out a cupcake with a big game about you. Got to support. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. Wait, we gonna do this again? When you got something dropping, we gonna do it again. And then oh, we gonna yeah, talk. Yeah. To, and we gonna talk about how you started comedy in China. You were one of the first people to start comedy in China. We got things to talk about. We, of course we do. But you know, when we get to it, man, I knew it was gonna be this way because, man, you're just a good dude. And it, to me, I love this guy. Get to catch up to the passion that has always been in my heart, which is comedy. I love motorcycles. I love everything else in life. But God damn it, I love my job. It's not even a job because it's just a damn good time, as the Beastie Boys would say. So, Damon Sumner, thank you, bro. Anything else you want to say to the peoples? No, man, I appreciate you having me on, man. Y'all laugh more. We need it. Yes, we laugh more. Follow Damon Sumner. Trust me, you will you will not regret it. You'll get a laugh in. I'm BT. Thanks for listening to uh, Tales from a Gemini. And like I said about this time, you know the word. Pay.